This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and, if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, coming up later, we'll hear how St Albans Extinction Rebellion are ramping up their action in face of the worsening climate crisis, and they'd like you to join them. But first, does your street have trees on it? Well, if it does, lucky you. Not only do trees reduce air pollution, cool the air in heatwaves and improve our mental health, they also increase the value of nearby houses by between 5 and 18%. So, if like me, you live on a road with no street trees, or if you've got some street trees but you'd like to see more, what can you do? Now, residents of Kingsbury Avenue in St Thomas faced exactly this problem, but they've come together and are well on the way to new trees being planted in their road. I spoke to Kingsbury Avenue resident Peter Lindemann to see if I could get a few tips, and I started by asking where the idea for planting more trees had come from. Yeah, the idea came from uh, one of the Kingsbury Avenue residents, Nick Vance, who suggested that at one end of Kingsbury Avenue, there were trees actually missing from the line of avenue of trees. And he suggested on a uh, a WhatsApp group we have for the avenue that we should discuss whether we could actually plant five trees uh, and replace the missing items. OK, and I imagine at that stage you probably thought it might be quite a simple thing to do. We hoped it would be relatively simple. But after you go through the um, trying to analyse some of the detail, you suddenly realise actually it's it's uh, there's a lot more to it because you know it's a question of digging up the pavements, identifying where the services run like the gas, electricity, telephone wires, and anything else that may be lying below the pavements. And yes, you need experts, which is why we then got hold of. Hertfordshire County Council. Just to go back, so you had this idea, but took another st- stage to, to get it from there. You set up a, a committee, but you wanted to make sure that everybody had some feed into to what you were wanted to do. So how did you ensure that everybody had a say? We distributed a questionnaire to all the residents in, in the street and asked them for their feedback on the, the ideas and for planting the trees. And also, we put an open-ended question to the residents uh, if, they would lo- if they would be prepared to make a contribution towards the cost. And uh, we've had between 75 and 80% replies of all the residents, of which about 90% of all those who have replied have been positive about wanting to see if we can investigate to plant the five trees. Wow. Well, that must have been that must have been really encouraging for you and really boosted you along your way. So you've said that there's already some trees on Kingsbury Avenue, but you're going to have to be digging up pavements. Can you just sort of describe to us for people who don't know what the avenue looks like? Can you sort of tell us, has it got wide pavements? How many trees does it have on it already? Just so that we know whether what you're doing on your street, whether we could relate that to our own streets. 
Well, the King's Avenue is an avenue in St. Michael's, just near the Abbey, between the Abbey and the Waffle House down in St. Michael's. The pavements are not wide and palatial like Parisian pavement. We have around about 15 or 16 trees all the way down the avenue. But at one end, one end of the avenue, we actually are short of five trees. They've either died or they've been cut down in the process over the last 40 or 50 years. And therefore, we were thinking of maybe replacing those with some trees to try and produce a complete avenue of trees down our road. Okay. And and where you want to plant the trees, is that verge at the moment? Is that soil or is that pavement? No, it is actually pavement. Okay, so this so is that, quite... that pavement will need to be lifted. Now, as as you said at the start, you've had to involve Hearts County Council. So, having got support from the residents, you involve the council. Are they supportive? What? How did you involve them? Nick Vance approached Sandy Walkington from Hertfordshire County Council. He is a councillor, and he came down with some of his colleagues and had a look at the avenue, and they were very supportive indeed. They're, they're very anxious to try and support this initiative that we're taking to try and plant five trees. And their expertise in terms of not only planting the trees, but identifying the locations they can go will be invaluable because actually planting the trees is one skill, but also the identification of where the services are is very important. Yes, I imagine nobody wants their water supply or their electricity supply um, yes. cut off by the trees, do they? That wouldn't be a no. popular option. So, yeah, very important there. So you've been given the go-ahead for five trees, but you're going to have to fund these trees. How much money are you going to have to raise? Definitively, we're going to have to raise around about £6,000. In terms of the go-ahead, we've been given provisional outline go-ahead that everybody's supportive of this from Hertfordshire County Council and the highways and we have now got to go through the process of firming all that up. So there's a dual aspect of happening here and that is uh, one strand is to firm up with the council how and when the planting could happen and the second aspect is how and when the finances need to be in place to make that happen. So you've got some quite big steps ahead of you there, but are you hopeful that this is going to actually happen? Yeah, Amanda, I think we're very hopeful that we're going to happen. We've got very positive feedback from the residents, from the council and everyone we talk to, and we are very hopeful. And um, in fact, we're, we're more than hopeful. We're very positive that we can actually produce a great result and plant the trees in the next nine months or so. Well, that's brilliant to hear, Peter. And we really look forward to, well, seeing your lovely new trees when you get them, fingers crossed. And also, um, if you want to come back and give us the, the end of your story, that would be fantastic. Peter, thank you very much for explaining what you've been doing. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for the opportunity. I was talking there to Peter Lindemann of Kingsbury Avenue. Now, the urgency of climate change is being hammered home to us every day. Droughts causing unrest in Iran, fires causing havoc in Turkey and temperature records being announced almost daily.
I caught up with Nigel Harvey of St Albans Extinction Rebellion to see how they are responding to the situation and what they have planned for August. I started by asking what effect the deepening climate crisis was having on the members of St Albans Extinction Rebellion. I think we can all see the horrendous situation, the wildfires, the flooding. I mean, in Lapland last week, it was 34 degrees, Lapland. So we're all seeing the climate crisis all around us. And we feel, I guess, at one level, dismayed by the lack of action by our government and by the lack of of taking this seriously and it's encouraging us to get out there and and put pressure on them and others to do something. Tell us about the protest that you have planned for later this month. Well, it starts on the 23rd of August. And in fact, the grand start is 10 o'clock at Trafalgar Square on the 23rd of August. That's a Monday. And then it runs for a total of two weeks with a lot of different activities going on over those two weeks. But the fundamental ask we are presenting is to stop all fossil fuel investment immediately. That's an ask of government who continues to subsidise fossil fuels. Would you believe it? Actually paying oil and gas companies to extract oil and gas But it's also um, city institutions like uh, investment organisations, banks, insurers that also continue to support um, fossil fuel extraction and the opening of new oil, gas and coal uh, resources, which which is just appalling. You say you've got activities planned and you're going to be targeting these various institutions. Are you able to to tell us exactly what you'll be doing? Is this a matter of sitting outside the headquarters and waving placards? Are you able to share any details there? Um, it tends to be a little fluid. And um, I, in, in last rebellions when I've been along, I'm never quite sure what's going to happen until you turn up. But there is always a lot going on. And there are so many roles for all of us in this. I mean, Um, There are people involved in outreach, talking to people as we engage with them and encouraging others to get involved. There's music, there's arts, there's communications. Um, And and frankly, it's just being there because actually bodies on the streets really makes a difference. Numbers really help to focus government's minds and focus the minds of the institutions that we're going to be targeting. But yes, there will be some sitting on the streets. I mean, previously, lots of people have been arrested. Do you have to be arrested? Can you avoid being arrested? This this would obviously concern a lot of people who might otherwise like to join in. Uh, You're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, being arrested is sort of part and parcel of Extinction Rebellion in that um, we, we very much model ourselves on how the US civil rights movement was successful. And that did involve um, you know, Martin Luther King and many of his followers getting arrested on multiple occasions. But it's a small proportion of us that actually get arrested, probably about 5%. The other 95% have got many different roles uh, to uh, to undertake. And uh, it's and you can you can certainly avoid arrest because the police always um, give a warning to say, look, if you don't stop doing X, you will be arrested. And there is always time to move away. And those of us who are who choose to be arrested can carry on doing what they're doing. Right. OK, so 
there might be plenty of people listening who say, well, look, I'm, I'm doing stuff at home. You know, I'm, I'm cutting down on my own carbon footprint. I'm writing to politicians. Why would I join in with a protest like this? What does this kind of add to what I'm doing? Well, you know, it was probably about 12 years ago that I really started getting involved in trying to reduce my personal carbon, carbon footprint. And I did so. And myself and Claire together did our best to reduce our carbon footprint and to encourage others to do so, to do the same. And I'm sure lots of people listening are doing the same as well. But if we look around, the emissions are still rising. Personal decisions like that really can only do a small amount. What we need is systemic change, which only can happen at a governmental level. And unless we're out on the streets demanding change, some of which is quite a hard ask, then the governments just don't do it. Let me give you an example. The government recently announced a transport decarbonisation plan to to reduce, eliminate CO2 from transport. And do you know what they said about air travel? Nothing. So in other words, because they know people like to travel by air, they haven't tackled the thorny issue of flying. And there are no attempts to increase the costs of flying and reduce the costs of train travel, for example. It's those sort of systemic changes that we need if we're going to avoid catastrophic climate breakdown. So presumably this is why you've chosen to act on various government departments and on big companies so that hopefully you can achieve some of those systemic changes this time. Why are these changes particularly important now? Obviously we're an important because of you know what's happening climate-wise around the world but why at this moment politically? Well politically the UK government is hosting the COP meeting in Glasgow uh, towards the end of this year. And that is the crucial, almost do or die, I might say, meeting at which countries have the opportunity to present their plans for carbon reduction and to agree new goals. And as the hosts, the UK is in a unique position to be able to set the tone and set the standard. And the problem is, we're not. We're talking the talk in some ways. There's been been some impressive targets announced by Boris Johnson, but there's no action that is substantial to deliver against those targets. So he can say all the nice targets he wants, unless there are steps, which means we change what we do today tomorrow, next year, the year after, then those targets are as good as dead in the water. And that's why, because of the COP, that's why we in particular need to be showing some real leadership as a country. Okay. Well, if um, if we've listened to what you've said and we understand the importance of this and would like to join in, how do we find out more? Um, well, the easiest way is simply to Google Extinction Rebellion St Albans, you'll come up with our web page and there there are contact details for us as an email address, a Twitter, etc. Find, find that page, email us 
and we can get you involved. Um, there'll be a group of us going in on the train on a daily basis from St. Albans, um, more or less every day from the from the 23rd of August until the 3rd of September. We can put you in, to, in touch with a with a, a WhatsApp group. There's loads of training and information that we can we can give people. And um, you will find us if you get involved, a remarkably lovely bunch of people. So I would issue a plea to get involved. Because if if we don't sort this out, if the government doesn't sort this out now and during the COP and in the next few years, we are going to be seeing all the problems that we've seen already in, in Germany and in Turkey and Western US coming here as well. It's only a matter of time. The impacts on humanity are disastrous. I can't say it too strongly. That's the truth. Dire words indeed from Nigel Harvey of St Albans Extinction Rebellion. As he says, head to xr-stalbans.org.uk to get in touch if you would like to join their protest. Just to finish, a sustainable job opportunity has come up with Sustainable St Albans. They say, are you an individual or organisation looking to embed real change in the community of St Albans district? Sustainable St Albans and St Albans Council are working together to accelerate progress towards achieving net zero carbon emissions by residents and organisations. Sustainable St Albans is now looking for a contract to engage residents, faith and community groups in climate action related activities across the district. If you know anyone who might be interested in this, then do take a look at sustainablestalbans.org for more details. Remember, you can always get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment, the Environment Matters Facebook page, or drop me a line on amanda at radiobellum.com. I'll be back at the same time next week. Until then, thanks for listening.